High Noon. This is News Talk. People would have seen the figures out over the last uh, day or so about uh, religion and the numbers of Catholics, the proportion of Catholics in the country is dropping, perhaps not that surprisingly. While there's been increases uh, in those who claim no religion, um, along with increases in those who identify as Islamic. And it gives us an opportunity, I suppose, to speak about perceptions that we have of the Islamic community. There is a perception, a misconception, maybe, that they're socially backward, that they're less advanced, that they're in a, living in a different year, maybe, than us in the Western world. To discuss all of this, I'm joined on the line now by Amanullah Dasandi, who is a senior lecturer in contemporary Islam at my old alma mater then in University College, Cork. Uh, Amanullah, you're very welcome to the show. Um, Good afternoon. Is it your, just from reading some of, uh, of your writings, is it your contention that I suppose we're guilty maybe of a bit of lack of nuance when it comes to re- regarding Islam that uh, you know we, we I suppose we see these huge differences between the Islamic world and the Western world and you're saying look those differences really aren't as aren't as wide as we think Yes I think I think that that it, you've, you've kind of hit it there um, we, we I think very easily we get kind of sucked into these you know pitting the West against the East and in no way am I saying that, um, you know, one is better than the other. But it, I think we, we need to move into, into a mindset which, which, you know, brings us together in, in trying to understand our, our troubles together. Because, you know, at the grassroots community level, they're very similar. In what way? Well, the issues that we face when it comes to, you know, discussions about women, when it comes to marginalised communities, to minorities, the way that we deal with them, you know, the, the narrative or the story may change from Ireland, I'm from Scotland in Scotland, but at some level, it's the same type of discussions that are happening. You know, when it comes to the, the role of women or the, the positioning of women in society, and that for me just made me think about, you know, how do we how do we actually bridge the cultural divide without yeah. this constant and consistent idea that we here in the West are, are in some way superior? I don't think it's not helping us. But there'll be people listening and they'll think, uh, hold on, just because the conversation is happening, the context of the conversation uh, does show that there is huge difference. And they'll, show, they'll talk about, I suppose, women's rights in a lot of Islamic countries and the fact in Saudi Arabia only now are women being able to allowed to drive. And they'll, they'll highlight these as, I suppose, kind of an argument against what you're saying. Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, I think we need to appreciate that we, it might not be the, the same issue, but there's still other issues in, in, in Ireland or in Scotland, in the UK, that, that we're all, all these kind of social injustice issues um, are, are, are pretty, pretty similar. Um, but what happens is that we often, you know, have, in order to strengthen that cultural divide, we find the most extreme cases. And often when we find these very extreme cases on both sides, we, we always forget to see that there are people who are, who are speaking against it. You know, like it was Saudi feminists who have worked very hard for a very long time to get, you know, to have the right to drive a car. And, and you know, that often I think is we miss those voices. So all I'm saying is that, you know, I think it's important to understand the broader picture and, as you said, to understand the nuance. Not without, we must be critical. Look, be critical, ask the questions. But I think to think that we are in some way 
superior and the, all the rest are catching yeah. up. That's a problem. Well, That's a problem. When people then say to you things like, you know, what about, you know, uh, the death penalty for apostasy or public stonings or permission of women to kind yeah. of go around, uh, go places without, say, the permission of, of of fathers or husbands or brothers or whoever it might be. What, what are the, the, the other examples then, as you said, if these are the extreme examples that people focus on, what are the more moderate examples of, of life in these countries that people are ignoring? Well, I mean, if, even if you look at some of the referendum that are going to take place here in Ireland, um, one of them I was reading about was about women in the home, um, and the other one was about the, the, the kind of repeal of the blasphemy law. Um, there was somebody who complained, uh, I forget his name, uh, Stephen Fry, who said that he was, he was, you know, going against the blasphemy law of Ireland. Look, this is not a competition. This is in no way am I saying um, that this is a competition, but it, it puts things into perspective. That, that, you know, we, we must understand that there, this is a much more broader discussion that I think that we all need to be having. And if there is a lack of understanding, is it your experience that that lack of understanding then fuels ignorance, which in turn fuels fear, I guess? Well, absolutely. Um, the article that I published yesterday, all you need to do is go onto the journal website and read the comments that are at the bottom of that, which are absolutely horrific. A lot of them are very, very racist. And I think a lot of people don't know how to deal with um, a, a comment or how to deal with an issue and decide to personalize that. That's where we are. And that, that's, that should give us a, uh, you know, a moment to reflect, to see that, you know, um, to, 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 be, to be critical, to be self-critical of where we are and who we are and what we're doing to build bridges that's that's something that we all we all should should um you know think about closely because as you said you also talked about the census information the world is changing and Ireland is changing and where I'm from Scotland is changing I am I am equally Pakistani in terms of where my parents came from and I'm equally Scottish and that is the world that's the future of what we're going to understand as the West. I was struck as well when you look at the figures, there's about 62,000 uh, Muslims in Ireland. There's nearly the same amount of Orthodox Christians. And yet I can't remember the last time I read an article about, you know, integration of the Orthodox Christian community into, into Ireland. What, what is it about Islam that I suppose so fascinates the West maybe in a, in a negative way as well a lot of the time I grant you you know there's a fear I and I appreciate that there's a fear because when you're when you're dealing with somebody who's who's radically different or has a different you know a, a approach to living ethos people get afraid of that and it doesn't help that you know there are there are real uh, potential or happening threats of, of, you know, acts of terror, which are often associated with Islam. So all of that um, leaves us, you know, in a, in a very kind of hypertense mode. And that what that does is it, it kind of materializes and we, we kind of, in a way, generalize and generalizations. You know, a lot of people say to me, Aman, do you think that the 